0: Hey guys, Charlie here, one half of your favourite, poorly researched AFL footy podcast, Two Guys, One Cup. Uh, firstly, just wanted to apologise for the uh, regular release of the show the last couple of weeks, we've just been really busy, um, but secondly, wanted to let you know that we will be doing a live show on October 2nd, the day after the grand final, with the guys from uh, Junk Time AFL Pod, Michael Chamberlain and Adam Rosenbachs. It'll be 4 o'clock in the afternoon at the... European Beer Cafe, that's right. Yeah, sorry, thanks. Just had to check an email there. Um, I'll put a link uh, on our Facebook page uh, and, uh, and when we upload this, I'll put the link there as well. So tickets are only 10 bucks. Um, come down, uh, hear us dissect the football, there may be a sing-along there may be some uh, player reviews no, there won't be any player reviews I, I floated the idea of getting us to all dress in drag and, and lip sync to um, the Spice Girls but the other guys went into it um, but it'll be a good time, it'll be a hoot and a holler um, so that's all I really had to plug, uh, you're about to hear a very excited Will Anderson talk about his beloved Bulldogs after the win last night, so I will get out of the way play on, not 15 Hit, dreaming about a premiership
1: cup We love our clubs, but they never win Two flags in one hundred years That shit house gift
0: you think we will be insightful Clever or just be well researched We're here to say that's not the case We'll just go out and wing it We are two guys, one car it is, what is what day is it? It's it, Friday. Friday, the, the, there's uh, a big calendar behind ninth 9th you. of
1: September? The 10th uh, of September. It is
0: the 9th of September. Yeah. Friday the 9th <laughs> of September. <laughs> Welcome to Two Guys,
1: One Cup, an AFL podcast.
0: I'm Will Anderson. And I'm Charlie Clawson. And the more things change, the more they stay the same. Three, two, one. Sons <laughs> of the West. West. And I said to you last night, there's a disco beat behind Yeah, me. that's right. It's like a real bit of a bit of hi hat
1: yeah, they put that in for Libba's end of season trips. <laughs> that, that's why the Bulldogs were really happy to be playing over in Western Australia because either way, if we won, you know, we get to play in the next week of the finals, and if we lost, straight to fucking Bali. Right? <laughs> <laughs> Only three hours. I was suggesting we should have gone to Bali between the two because uh, Bevo was saying he needed a different preparation after obviously we lost to Frio in that final game over there, and, and you know he was like, "Well, we're going to prepare differently next time," and I was like, "Don't come back to Australia. Yeah, pop over to Bali." Come back and play West Coast at their own games. Come back with a tan. Mm-hmm. Come back with curly Cornrows. hair. Yeah. <laughs> like imagine Bond walking out and standing on Priddis at the first thing, and they have got matching haircuts and tans.
0: Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, fuck, man! It was. Uh, I sort of I tweeted that if you if your team's out of the finals and you're not on the Bulldogs bandwagon, then you're crazy because there is the way they played last night. It goes beyond just good football. The story behind it, the right. heart behind it. They fucking, I mean, it had everything that the Bulldog season has had in right. one game. They have a crack. But like, amazing performances by underrated players, uh, uh, an injury halfway through the game, which should have fucking derailed everything, <laughs> you know? It's just, but it was just, uh, it, it was so exciting. Like, it was just one of those games you're like, fuck it, I think I believe. I believe. You know, Well, I you know how I've been feeling about it, Charlie, because you had the
1: unfortunate uh, – because uh, we hadn't done the podcast, we had a, a real-life conversation about football instead yeah. Yeah. Uh, at Cam Knight's 40th drinks. And uh, I was putting forward my theory that I was putting forward to anyone who would listen to me rum- mumble that this was good. I felt like this was a good, this was actually a good first week for us. I thought, no expectation. If we go over there and lose, no one's, as long as we have a crack, no one's going to be devastated by this. Um, no one's going to be devastated by it, you yeah. know? It's hard. We, we've never won an interstate final before and we haven't won over there for a very long time, like 10 years, I think, or something ridiculous since we've won in Western Australia. But I just felt it was like the right time, you yeah. know? Like it was, we were like Daniel San and, you know. I didn't believe you. I didn't believe
0: you when I you told me. Well, I, well, I, I did, nodded and smiled and said, yeah. "Yes, yeah, yeah, okay, sure." But I'm like, "What the fuck is Will thinking? That's del- he's deluded. A oh, poor kid, he's deluded."
1: <laughs> you sent me a
0: message last night that you. What did you say? You uh, I, when you told me, I humoured you. You're like you're a grandparent with dementia. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's like you might as well have said the Japanese are stealing my gold, Charlie. I'm like, yes, well, the Japanese are stealing your gold. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sure. But fuck man, you were right. And but the word the word you used was we're gonna mug him. And I was you did. You yep. absolutely fucking mugged him. You yep. smashed him up. They you made him fucking second guess themselves. They couldn't get the web going. Right. Like I read something in the uh when on uh, AFL.com today where they're saying that you actually made them defend which they haven't had to do because normally they just zone off, but you actually force them to go one-on-one and defend and they couldn't stand up to it. Because they are so good at that attack out of the back line, and which I think is that one thing that actually suits us
1: because the thing that was going to kill us is if they got it over the top. And the thing that we didn't know about was like, is that ground too? I mean, the most exciting thing about it to me was seeing how well we played a bigger ground mm. because like the big question mark over the Bulldogs has been, can we take that game style outside Etihad and make it work, right? But I looked at that and I was like, well, yes, yeah, yeah I think we can. Yeah. And they are like the sort of team that could really expose us. I mean, you know, we're, yeah. we're really short down the back. If they got it over the top to that gun forward line, we were going to be in a heap of trouble, but yeah. we just didn't let them. We yeah. just didn't let them get it down there.
0: I mean, the thing is, not to look too far ahead, but even if it all fell apart, just say you lose next, uh, next week. Yeah. You, this year is already a tick because right. you've won a huge. We won a final.
1: We got well, as Bevo said, like he said in the finals. Every yeah, you know, when you're in an elimination yeah spot, like every week's a grand final, and he's absolutely right. And despite what had happened this year, even though like if we had lost, I don't think anyone would have thought we'd had a terrible season. I think no. people would have still gone that was a good season. Yeah. But then we would have had two years in a row where we got to the first week of finals and we lost in the first week of the finals. Yeah. And regardless of what the excuses or reasons around it are it starts to become that monkey on your back. You know, yeah. you suddenly... Because if you drop out a year or whatever, then you're suddenly Richmond. Mm. You know, you're the team that made the finals a couple of times and wasn't able to do anything when you got there. So I, I absolutely... Regardless of what happens from now on, this is a more successful season a better than last team. year. You're... We know we can win finals. We know we can win finals interstate. Mm. You know, there's like... It's one of those things where... yeah, it was a, it was was. You a great... know you
0: can win a game when Pelly is being held?
1: Well, that was the other great thing about it was... Yeah. Our stars, Stringers, and Bond. You, like I mean we still have guys who you know Bond's not gonna know yeah,
0: Bond's gonna play better than that next week you yeah. know but that's the thing like the the one thing he you know really he's the the barometer will right. because he some, the way he played that game last night summarised the way the Bulldogs play their football he was soundly beaten in the first half but you could see he was trying like the second half he willed himself into the game didn't quite get into it like he probably would have liked, but did enough kind of things, had that big goal from 50, just enough things that made you go, he hasn't given up, he hasn't dropped his head. He's like, okay, I can't be the leader that they need me to be, so I'm just going to do the 1%. So all that contested work he did, like that second half, what I noticed most was him and Tom Boyd, although they couldn't get their hands on it, they're like, well, I'm just going to put my head down and just crash into that pack and just see if I can make it spill out. Like how many knock-ons were there? I'm going to tell you, my love for Tom Boyd grows by, by the week. You know that I've always been
1: a bit on his side. I, I think people have been a bit too hard on Tom Boyd. Yeah, but he's just doing everything you want him to do. Yeah, he, his body hasn't come together yet, and he doesn't quite have the coordination and the skills and stuff. But I think as he gets older, like like we've seen with Patton, yeah. right that stuff can just kind of click overnight. Yeah. But you can't You complain about the, you know, he's having a crack and he's yeah. doing a good job in the rock. And yeah. I
0: thought he was like, you know, a really valuable contributor. Yeah, 100%. I mean, they, they talked to him a lot in the commentary as well. And at first I was like, oh, come on, guys. like, <laughs> But... <laughs> He didn't give up. Was that because Luke Darcy was the one who said he should get a pay cut? And that's the kind of <laughs> overcompensate now. Like, no, no, he's
1: doing really well.
0: It just, it, I just sort of felt like, oh, yeah, well, I've seen Tom Boyd play good quarters here and there. And I've seen him you know, do a couple of good things. But it was the consistent effort. Like, again, like, back to the point before about Bontempelli, they weren't getting the, – the ball wasn't bouncing their way necessarily but they would just lay that block or that shepherd or they'd do the knock on or the something that would allow like a hunter or someone to get free. And by the way, how good is like Hunter, hunter these
1: days? Like uh, I mean but there's a few of those guys, a few of those midfielders yeah. who like you said, underrated.
0: Like Hunter Has Hunter's a gun. They said something like he's been averaging like 27 possessions a game this year or something. Yeah. Like that's,
1: what? And nobody knows who he is. Yeah. I think that's why he does so well. Even the opposition are like, hang on, I thought we looked at all the, and then there's
0: like, and Caleb Daniel. Yeah. I mean. That guts me because I, when Caleb Daniel was playing in South Australia as a junior, I saw videos of him before the draft and was like, oh fuck, this kid is really, really good. Like the way he's playing now, think of He did that but was like fucking dominating in the juniors but got all those possessions, all that leadership skill. The only knock was obviously the height. But I was hoping – the Saints apparently were circling for a while but they got scared off like everyone else by the fact that he's so small. But, yeah, he's a fucking gun. I mean, it's weird, right, that you had Libba – you know, twenty years ago, and now you've got kind of the next shortest player who plays a fairly similar game. A lot more skillful, though, but same kind of leadership, same grunt, same fucking like selflessness. Well, he's great skills too. He's one of those guys that you just want the ball Huge in his hand. Huge kick. I mean, how? Do, yeah, we have a biomechanics <laughs> expert. <laughs> And we can probably get to this a bit later, but how does someone with, like, a short little leg like that
1: get so much power? I mean, he is amazing. Like, he came second, of it's course. It's like a
0: one-inch punch. Like, you know, Bruce Lee developed the one-inch punch, like, you can put enough force in a short distance. So that's how he trains. Yeah.
1: In a tiny little box. He has to kick shoe himself box. out of a little shoe box. They put him in a shoebox, and he has to kick himself out. It's like that scene from Kill Bill. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's a short little
0: jab with his foot.
1: Yeah, he, so he came second in The Rising Star, Uh just missed out, uh... Um, but he did win the, uh, Brownlow in the Oz kick. So that was pretty good. So, uh, he's a, no, he's a fucking amazing player. Picken as well. I mean, that's the great thing about the Bulldogs this year is that you do kind of go, I mean, boy, like, can we just talk for a second about the fact that Matthew Boyd at age 34 made the All-Australian team? Yeah. I like he's another one who just was like, yeah. kind of, yeah, almost slipped under the radar a bit. But the, yeah, wasn't he going to retire a couple of years ago? Or well, something? I mean, he still hasn't got a contract yet.
0: <laughs> well, I think like I'm for that next Mike year after last night.
1: Well, I mean, Bevo did say before the game that he wants him to play next year as long as he wants to play. I think what they're doing is waiting to see how much money's left. Yeah. And I think that Boydie, I hope I'm right in saying that that Boydie might just play on
0: yeah. for whatever whatever's yeah, left. when we paid some everybody some tax else. shop pies. Yeah. It's yeah, like yeah. a ten dollar. Tuck shop voucher. But
1: realistically, he made the All-Australian team. You know what I mean? He should... Yeah. At least Tom Boyd should be buying Boydy lunch a lot.
0: There's got to be they some... They should be able to
1: like have some Boyd... Like, you know, they should nah. get, we, We're just going to pay... The Boyds.
0: yeah, together, <laughs>
1: yeah, The Boyds together, one point yeah. three a year. Or oh, sure you can it,
0: sort yeah. out between the Boys. No, they just need to give him some Footscray franchise, like you right. know, like Vietnamese rolls or something like that. Just give him a few of the like they did with Peter Bell at Frio. You know, he got the uh, McDonald's franchise. Well, yeah, so he just needs like a little local. Yeah, you know, so he's not getting paid above the table. It's just like, oh yeah, no, we're going to give you a couple little uh, Footscray local shops. You're gonna... right.
1: Yeah, yeah, <laughs> Boy, he's playing on for minimum wage. But he does own three meth labs
0: now. So, so Yeah, man, it was uh, it was exciting. Luke Dalhouse as well. It's funny, it got Again, me thinking. He's Again, he's a brilliant player, Dalhouse. For some reason, I don't
1: know, you can tell me when. When did he lose the dreadlocks? <laughs> we didn't lose them. He cut them off intentionally.
0: Oh, he hasn't had them for a couple of seasons. <laughs> I still think of him. Even though he's all clean, cut and shit now, I still see him as dreadlock guy. I'm just like, oh, dreadlocks. Yeah, maybe he should. You're have, like the Lenny Kravitz of the Western Bulldogs.
1: Well, maybe if he, uh, at any stage, has to wear a helmet, Caleb Daniel style, so you can tell them apart, he should wear one of those ones that, like, you know, those Rastafarian yeah, ones. Yeah, that you totally. Can, and you can just put them on for the games. But he's a fucking gun now as well. He's like your little Kieran
0: Jack midfielder. Yeah,
1: he's had. A, uh, I mean, he had. Uh, he got injured in this season, and it was when he was out. We really missed him. He's mm. he's he's elite. I mean, but this is the thing. We start talking about these names. And you start to go, wow, that's a lot of yeah, a good like list. elite
0: players, and and, and obviously miss, and that's and still why they've missing gone so well. Like five, you know, four starters, right? Like Adams and Redpath and um, Wallace. Wallace, they, I mean Wallace, yeah, who was flying. Although having said that, Roughhead seemed to cover Redpath quite well. I thought,
1: mate, Roughhead has had a great season that as well. That's like a
0: goal where he played it's on. Great, for a bit, right? There. No, like I thought he's going to, you know. Let's be honest. Roughhead <laughs> up. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs>
1: well no he I mean he's
0: skillful, but there was a
1: look on his face that was part celebration, part surprise it. Yeah. Yeah. even he was like yeah hey! yeah, yeah exactly
0: <laughs> yeah but he's he's taking good grabs though that was the thing that was uh, that you you sort of has been a bit of a struggle for you guys is that hit up leading forward like or not being able to hold the marks but boyd and and uh and roughhead were giving you that target so who knows fuck man, it's just uh it's exciting times. Like, I mean, traditionally, what
1: happens though is everyone gets excited about the teams that win in the first round yeah. and are not excited about the teams that lose. But and then it, it then in the next week it switches because there's
0: the reason why they're top four teams, right? But, but this, year, this year,
1: all those teams are separated by like a you know a game. Yeah. So it is one of those things. And the West Coast were essentially a top four team. I mean, sixteen, I mean, 16 wins. wins. And we would have had six. I mean, because let's be honest. Um, you know, that final game, you know, against Frio, it's fair to say that I think if the Bulldog, if there'd been anything on the line, perhaps that might have been a different result. I mean, I was glad that Frio won. It was nice (laughs) for Pav to go out like that. And the Bulldogs boys, I don't know if you saw it, but they all stood on the ground afterwards when he was, you know, doing the speeches and the lap of honour. And that just would have been rude if we'd won. Yeah.
0: Do you know what
1: I mean? If we'd ruined his final day and then just stood there going, fuck you, (laughs) we fucked this up for you. Um, But it's one of those things where... Yeah, we could have been on 16 as well. And this is why I don't mind the bye. So, how, okay, let's get to the bye. Yeah. Because this has been the big topic of conversation. How, how have you felt so far about
0: I the li- bye? I, uh, I liked it. I liked it. I think it's, uh, I, I think the season's fucking really long. Yeah. And it was good, I think, just to have a week that you weren't focusing on results. It was more about like the awards and all that kind of stuff. And you can sort of assess, you know, the teams that didn't make the, make the eight. I was, I'm a fan of it. I liked it a lot. Like, I liked it for that reason. Partly, because the
1: other thing is, because it's so close these days, I like that it gives everyone a fresh going the into the time. breathing space. Get your yes. players right. Go in. You know, it gave the Bulldogs a chance to win that game that they probably would not have had. And I think that's fair. Yeah. Because essentially, the Bulldogs and West Coast finished about the same in a competition that is uneven. Yeah. You know, we're never going to have that parity because we don't play the right amount of games. So... That seems about right.
0: Yeah, and there's always—I mean, it's not like there isn't enough football news to fill that week off. Like there was heaps, there was well, heaps to talk about. You know, what about. the
1: problem was it was the bloody footy journo's, and this is my comes back to my thing that we shouldn't let footy journo's determine what we think about footy because footy journo's think about footy differently to how footy fans do, and I yeah. think they've forgotten that. Yeah, like because they were all complaining about like you know f- from their personal you know life you know kind of the, the way they cover footy. We're mm. like fuck that. This is for the fans. Yeah. Like a The women's game, like, what a spectacular celebration and what a great boost for, like, you know, that season. Like, I mean, there's already star women players. Mm. Like, people are starting to, you know, just like, I had conversations this week, you know, with people about, you know, Moana Hope and, Mm. you know, these players. And people are really genuinely excited by it.
0: Dane Swan retires, Hope starts. Right. The tattoo quotient stays high at Collingwood.
1: And, like, but genuine superstars, like people that you're like, oh, yeah, I'll go and watch this person play for sure. And I think that that competition, like if they manage it properly, if they get it right, is just going to be so amazing. So there there was the focus on that. You got to have a look at the Mm All-Australian, you know, and see how that went. We got to look at some of the club best and fairest and stuff and then kind of build it up like now here are the finals. Yeah. Yeah, I thought it was really good. I liked it.
0: Yeah. And also uh, allowed uh, another uh, uh, installment of Sockgate. To unfold. Oh, yeah. Should I read this? Yeah, please. Message? Go on. So um, thank you to everyone who has uh, uh, contacted us. And there's been a surprisingly large number of people.
1: Well, the thing that we're working out more than anything is that uh, the stocks, it, it really does vary from club to club. Yeah. There's, there's a lot of variation from club to club. I'd like to, at some stage, kind of compile a definitive sort of like what each club requires the players to bring, etc. Yeah.
0: But up until that point, we're taking all submissions. So we
1: we appreciate the people who keep mailing in.
0: So now this guy hasn't asked to be kept anonymous. So should we name him? Let's just keep him anonymous. We'll call him. Let's just use his first name. Okay. Ryan. Deep Ryan. Ryan. Deep Ryan. Hi, gentlemen. I tried through your website, but it timed out when submitting. Well, yeah. Yeah, That sounds like us. Michael, sorry. (laughs) Uh, On Sunday, I was at a Brisbane Lions coterie. Is so how yep. you pronounce it? Coterie do. where I sat next to Hawker. That's, now, that is in inverted commas, so Hawker is obviously an alias. Right. Who was, until earlier this year, I'll just say worked in football.
1: Okay, sure.
0: He, I was able to get the following information from Hawker. Lions players are provided with six pairs of socks at the start of the year. Okay. These socks are the player's responsibility to look after for game day for the year. So, no mixed socks. Shorts are provided game day. Hang on, wait. Let's just like, let's just Stay stop out on so this guy because let's, let's start
1: start with the socks. Yeah. So hang on. So you're telling me that Brisbane Lions, when you, you play for Brisbane, six pairs of socks. you get six pairs of socks, and then that's it. Yeah, That's, that's right. it for your season. You have to wash your own yeah, socks.
0: That's your responsibility. Yes. Okay. That's interesting. After game day, you have to take them home and wash them. No mixed socks. There's no giant. Well, I mean, have heard about this, the Brisbane facilities. I mean, this, maybe, like giant... maybe,
1: yeah, maybe this is what Tom Rockliffe
0: is really upset about. Yeah.
1: He should be coming out and going, you know what other clubs? Yeah. They wash their, so,
0: we, we have to wash our own socks. Why don't mate? we just get a sponsorship with radio rentals and get them to <laughs> drop off some washing machines to the dungeon? Uh, shorts are provided game day. Okay. But are washed each week. What, why butt washed each week? I mean, I just assume that you give the shorts back. Sure. It's weird though, right? Like, I mean, would you, why wouldn't you just do the shorts and the socks? Take them both, both home, keep them in the same. If there's, if there's facilities to wash the shorts, why are there not facilities to wash the socks? I mean, that is a good point, Charlie. Short to provide a game day, but yeah. washed each week. See, I would
1: have thought that if you're gonna like, it's one like, why are you having one rule for socks and one for shorts?
0: Yeah, it's a good point.
1: I feel like shorts and socks should be going together. You either wash them as a combo,
0: yeah, or the place especially as you're wearing socks and shorts that are matched up for away strips and home strips and stuff. You know what I mean? Like, just keep it all together. Maybe it's one of those things, though, where they
1: don't trust the players again. And, like, it's easy to, like, find a pair of socks on game day, but it's maybe not as easy to find From
0: the, shorts. the shorts if, yeah. like, old, old yeah, mate right. forgets be- to bring them. Because they are got to be size-specific, yeah. whereas, you know, you can wear socks of any size, that Yeah, exactly. So- okay, yeah. okay. The Lions bring three jumpers for each player for game day, so the club provides the games. Okay, three jumpers. One to wear, one as a spare on the bench, and one in the property room for emergencies. So, I guess, ripped jumper or something? Yeah the players can take a jumper to sign or give away if they give the club notice. Well, that's nice. Okay. Yeah. I mean, there hasn't been any demand for that <laughs> for years. But... Uh, until Lee Matthews was coach, the staff also sorted the players' boots for game day. Okay. So, Lee will put an end to that. All right. Came in, fucking budget cuts. This is the way we do it? Yeah. The staff are not doing the boots anymore. Okay. Lee stopped this saying that the boots are the players' responsibility and, quote... If you can't look after your own boots, you can't be trusted on the footy field. I mean, that's fair enough.
1: Yeah, that's fair enough, Latham.
0: I love that it's in quotes though. Like, I mean, I wonder if that's, like, if that's actually a, a legitimate quote. Yeah, yeah. that's. Or is this
1: like a Chinese whispers? Is yeah. he
0: quoting Hawker? If you can't look because it's actually in like the you know he's he's speaking to a, a third person. If right. You can't, if you can't look after your own boots, you can't be trusted on the footy field. Right. So I reckon this person, this employee, heard. Lethal say it. I reckon this was like Lethal's... Like Who do you prob- think he was talking to? He you? probably... No. Fev. I reckon Fev was saying, the- where's my fucking new outfit each week? No, because Fev wasn't there. Oh, that's
1: right. Yeah. your timelines out. Sorry, that Shit. was Vossy's mistake. But uh, <laughs> no, I mean, I think this is... Lee's gone up there. It's been, you know, the Brisbane... Yeah, it's been the Lions. Brisbane Bears. No, it's Brisbane like Bears, one of those yeah. things where it's like been the Hollywood Club, you know, all those sort of things. <laughs> were and they then- ever
0: the Hollywood Club? Was- More like Hollywood on the Gold Coast. Hollywood club. on the Gold Coast.
1: That's <laughs> what they were. Movie World on the Gold yeah. Coast Club. <laughs> <laughs> But, you know, they had a bit of that, like, you know, sort of, you know, just, yeah, the Gold Coast, the kind of, like, not serious about football, all about showbiz sort of thing. Yeah. And then Lee Matthews, Lisa Lee Matthews goes up there and he goes, well, here's where we fucking start. We yeah. start from the ground up. Now, Kappa boots, would have been... bring your own boots.
0: Who would it have been, you reckon? Who is the most... Hilarious? Acker. It
1: would have to be Acker, right? I mean, I just think bringing your own boots is a good responsibility,
0: don't you think, for Yeah, it's like the having players. a pet. It's like when they give guys on death row a pet to look after. Right. <laughs> something to live for. <laughs> Fev did wear new boots every game Okay And they were provided by his boot sponsor Most of the players on the list have a boot sponsor Who will provide the players with boots during the year Though some players are superstitious and will not wear new boots Yeah Yeah, right Fev was the opposite Yeah <laughs> New boots every <everywhere>. week <laughs> In the Lions case, they carry big bags As usually, they leave back to Brisbane straight after the game So they have three plus days worth of clothes I didn't even think oh. of that Interstate teams, it makes sense. Training gear, media gear, and their pillow bag. Okay. What's a pillow bag? You know,
1: for Christmas presents. (laughs) (laughs) Their name's
0: sewn on the front. Fev. (laughs) They hang it up outside their locker. Dear Lethal, I would like a BMX, Optimus Prime... Uh, They use a pillow bag, though now most will use a suitcase instead of their club-issued sports bag, really? I haven't seen Mm. any suitcases. Is it just me? I seem, when I think of that pre-game footage of players arriving, I always seem to think they have like a gym bag over their shoulder. Yeah, well,
1: you'd probably leave your like suitcase in the, like in the bus or whatever, wouldn't you though?
0: Like, you know, because yeah, if, be if you're in a away team. Yeah,
1: if you're a away team, like, and
0: everything's in your suitcase, but I've you seen put that on the bus. I've seen, like, and then Bulldogs you sports and Saints players arrive at Etihad with a sports bag.
1: Yeah, well, you got to bring in, like, I mean, you, well, you bring in your boots. And your yeah, right? after-game clothes. And probably a spare pair of boots. you got your media clothes, your after-game clothes. So, but
0: okay, your media clothes. You've got your toiletries. That's you got not, that's your not toiletries like a suit jacket, right? Because you never see players carrying suit bags in. Like, when you have to put on a suit, you take a suit bag in addition to your luggage, don't you? Yeah, it's a good point. Oh fuck! Well, there are so many levels. I mean, so thing. many levels, Junior. Please do not sit on the record. Oh, good boy. Okay. All right. All right. Um He was not very excited by the Bulldogs win last night. Really? Is because it's
1: a different type of dog? I don't know. I said to him because you look,
0: think he'd be on the f- side of the dogs. I right? actually said to him, look, because when they're singing Sons of the West, I said, "Hey, Junior, look, the dogs won," and, yeah. he, and he stood up and he looked around. We didn't seem that didn't seem that excited about it. Yeah, I don't know, maybe really? not to AFL, not
1: his second team.
0: No, <laughs> <laughs> everybody else's second team except our juniors. Uh, they three blazers, blah blah, 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 blah. Um, I couldn't get any other info out of him. <laughs> <laughs> I, mean, well, I mean, you've really pumped a lot of info out of a complete stranger on a very weird subject. does not know why you want this level of detail? <laughs> Listen to this. I couldn't get any other info out of him as he kept changing the topic of conversation away from the topic of socks and laundry to the more pressing topic of who will coach us next year.
1: <laughs> well, A, who is the new coach, and B, what will his policy be on laundry?
0: Exactly. And you know what? Like Leopard's press conferences would have been a lot more entertaining in the last six weeks if every journalist had put his hand up had asked him about socks. Right. So, <laughs> oh, no, yeah. Leopard, let me get this Right. You have three, three changes of clothes in there when you're, when you're traveling. Yeah, uh, yeah, leper,
1: leper, leper, leper. Yeah, up the back here, Mark Stevens, uh, channel seven. Uh, has anyone run out of socks? Have any of the players gone through all six
0: pairs of socks at this stage in the season? Would you like to comment on the, uh, wash the shorts controversy? They, players have to wash their own socks, but the club washes their shorts, so the club has washing facilities. Do, does the club have washing facilities, <laughs> leper? Oh, look, you know, I mean, uh, we can only do what we can do, you know. We can wash as many clothes as we want. Like, you know, I'm a big boy. Just don't criticise the players. You can criticise me. <laughs> so, yeah, this guy, Hawker, oh, right. uh, was obviously um, uh, uh, not keen uh, to talk about the socks and wanted to go to the more pressing topic of who will coach us next year and other fully related conversations. Plus, <laughs> the rest of the guys on the table weren't impressed when I would steer the conversation back to the industrial washing machines and who mans them. (laughs) Anyway, thanks to you guys, One Cup. Out of bounds on the full Ryan.
1: Uh, Here's the good news. Um, Adam Spencer has given me uh, the details of the Sydney Swans property steward uh, and a contact detail and he's happy for it. What is...
0: I didn't have that... (laughs)
1: Well, Adam is the number one ticket
0: holder. Oh, you no. have access oh, to the Charlie database. to
1: the database of yeah, anything. Right. When, when you're number one ticket holder at a club, yeah. you can demand
0: the name of the. I mean, the, the FBI can't even get a backdoor entrance to an iPhone, but Adam Spencer does. Adam Spencer could, if it was in the Swans dressing room. Yeah. <laughs> Julian Assange is trying to get in touch with Adam like in WikiLeaks that. But day. apparently,
1: he's happy to to run us through what the Swans policy is. So I'm, I'm I'm actually really looking forward to that. Like, I mean, I think they would have a. You know, because they had the no dickheads policy, I reckon they'd pr- have pretty like strong and consistent policies when it comes to uniforms.
0: Yeah, definitely. Now we have got time for uh, another message. This is also quite interesting. Uh, it's from James Day, who says, "I heard your recent calls for biomechanic a biomechanics expert to help you out with the snap kick versus the drop punt for goal kicking question mm-hmm. on your podcast." <laughs> I wasn't going to reply. <laughs> no, fair enough. I just Trust saw, your instincts. I just saw Steve Wozniak speak and have been inspired to help change the world, one oh, nice. biomechanics question at a time. Good. Thanks, Woz. I also heard you mentioned asking David fucking King, and I couldn't let that shit happen. <laughs> <laughs> Even for a program that prides itself on not doing any research, that is low. Yeah. Although Kingy did say the Bulldogs could win. Yeah. I've, I've gone yeah. back over. I took names. Do you know what I mean? Like
1: when you, oh, did you do you ever yeah, do this, yeah. you where you are like, "Yeah, yeah." Mike Sheehan said the yeah. Bulldogs might win, but well done, year, Mike. Two
0: years ago, uh, I was at <laughs> last, No, last year, David King said we wouldn't win a game all year. I haven't forgotten. <laughs> did you hear Adam Simpson and Matthew Lloyd? Did you hear the little exchange they
1: had on Three AW last week? No. Oh, uh, it was great. It was one of those things where, like. Uh, so Lloydie's interviewing him and just out of the blue, Simo just kind of snapped at Lloydie because Lloydie was like talking about how well they were going going into the finals or whatever. And Simo's like, Well, you wrote us off in round five, didn't oh, you? Oh,
0: shit. And <laughs> he's on his kill list. Yeah, right.
1: And then he goes, uh, uh, But then he says, because he's obviously been re- remembering this for like 18 rounds, like sitting yeah. on it ready for this opportunity. And uh, and has gone, Well, I'm not a coach. And uh, Simo goes, well, you won't be at my club.
0: <laughs> Holy shit. Wow. <laughs> fucking hell. Yeah, I...
1: Anyway, Do Lloyd, you... he got the last laugh, you... so I imagine he'll be fucking ringing Simo all day today.
0: <laughs> Do you ever watch uh, whatever that AFL show is, the one with Purple and Matthew Lloyd on a Monday? Uh, yeah, yeah. Pretty uh, confidential or whatever, whatever, it, or whatever, it, or whatever, whatever it is. it? yeah whatever it is, yeah. Yeah, geez. It's, uh, uh, they can be annoying, those two. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I mean.
0: Purple. <laughs> okay. Okay. Um, I feel I am somewhat qualified to answer this problem. I recently received a PhD in biomechanics at the University of Queensland. All right. All right. Humble brag. And I've also played AFL my whole life. Still okay, good. currently playing in the Quaffle okay. in Brisbane, QAFL. Okay. I should probably also mention that none of my research even comes close to the biomechanics of kicking, and I'm the worst kick at my club. Okay. Sure. But at least I'm not David King. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Kingy's got two drive-bys on this. Yeah. If Chompers gets one at the end, I'll be right. <laughs> I did find some research into the biomechanics of AFL kicking. Generally, it talks about the importance of the correct proximal to distal sequence of movement, as well as the drop punt being the most accurate kick due to the way it spins. Mm-hmm. It is true... so in true Two Guys, One Cup fashion, however, I've decided to stop reading that research and just kind of wing it from here. <laughs> Hashtag, what would Kingy do? <laughs> Third tripod! Yeah. Man! <laughs> My initial
1: th- <laughs> well, I don't know about the kicking in AFL, but the kicking that David, David King is getting... getting is
0: amazing. My initial thoughts are that if distance is an issue, the drop kick is definitely your best option. Right. It has the best combination of power and accuracy that can't be matched by other types of kicks.
1: You can kick it a long way, but it turns, tumbles over and over in a straight way, so it keeps straight.
0: It's accurate. Yeah. yeah. If we restrict it to short kicks for goal, i.e. less than 30 metres, then from a pure geometry perspective, any time you're on an angle... If you can curve the ball towards the goal, then you give it a better chance of going through. Mm. I suspect, based off no research whatsoever, the players can control the curve much better with a snap kick than a drop punt, so it wins the geometry award. Okay, so that makes a lot of sense. Okay, yeah, sure. Easy to bend. The real question is how accurately you can kick each type of kick. If you look at the drop punt, it is super effective at allowing players to run at full pace and kick straight flat passes. Right. Stab pass in the old language, Will. Sure. It's pretty unique to our sport. Any other kicking sport uses more of a snap-style kick, generally because they are planted before they do it. Yeah, right. right. Like so rugby league, league kicking or or for goal region, or something yeah. like that. Yeah, sure. Yeah. I actually suspect... And they even call it a snap kick in NFL, don't they?
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: I actually suspect that this style of hooking your leg across your body is probably more natural and allows for more accurate kicking, but is not the norm for AFL players. Right, because it's
1: hard to do it while you're running.
0: Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Think about how quickly players have got better at snap kicks in recent years. It's because they practice them more. The drop kick... Or the drop punt, maybe he means. The drop kick will always be the best general purpose or long distance kick, but I think we'll start seeing more snap kicks for goal because they are easier to control. Right. Interesting. Okay. So it's one of those things where the, the, the snap kick looked larrier, but actually might be. It's more. Well, it makes more sense. Like if you think of the movement of the leg. I don't know you would. I mean, I, I like
1: to point out for the people at home: Charlie is now <laughs> trying to move around. his leg in a way that will solve this problem. Yeah. Like, like if you just waved your leg in the air off this
0: couch, you'll be like, "Oh, yeah, no, no, that makes sense." Well, like I guess he was saying, like, it's, it's a geometry question. If you right. are trying to work an angle, then swinging your leg in in a non linear fashion would make it easier for you to turn turn the ball. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. Um, the drop punt is good for field kicking and long kicking for goal, snap kicks for short kicks at goal. Right, yeah. yeah. So if you're going for distance, you're not going to get the same power. Unless you're fucking. Yeah, that's right. You're not going to. Like... CVJ or who's like, he's a big fucking snap proponent, isn't he? Yeah, but even. Buddy. If,
1: but if you were outside 50, you might run around to get some like power and angle, but you're not running around to snap it outside 50. It's kind are you? of
0: funny. I guess Buddy's arc is kind of combining a bit of the, the two, right? Like he's getting. An angle on his drop-punt kick, like he's swinging that leg around.
1: I mean, that's the interesting thing, I guess, as well, is why do people run on an arc when they're going for more distance? Like, is that a
0: separate question? I guess it is. But, like, you run... You know, if people are going for distance, they'll... But are they just going for distance? Like, because you'd go a torp, which is a straight line you'd run, if you're going for distance, I think you're actually going for distance and accuracy. That's right. Why you,
1: oh, yeah, of course. Well, you're torp, you're but, wanting, well because your torp is, has a high risk factor, though, as well. Because like, isn't the torp, but if, like, you're, if you, if you it, hit a torp, great, but there's a big risk that you're not going to hit yeah, the torp. Yeah, but if
0: you're purely going for distance, like it's like a kicking contest, uh-huh. then you're going to run in a straight line and try and do a barrel. You're not going to run out an arc and try and do a drop punt, right? But what if you were in a drop punt kicking competition? You'd Are run... there drop punk kicking competitions? Well let's invent
1: one. Okay. Why not? We've All got right, a bye sure. week now. Yep. Wednesday of the bye week, drop punk kicking competition. Call Gill, we've got a great idea for halftime entertainment. No, but say say no torps, okay. but you have to kick with a drop punt Would it be will you quick kick further if you run around like run out on an angle, run out an angle hmm. or just if you run straight? I think, Is there well, any that,
0: evidence in that? Well I think any I think you see players do it, definitely. They just run around to kind of get that extra bit of hook on it.
1: Yeah, but but just does it have any, like, is there a reason for it? I'm, what I'm saying is we need another biomanic.
0: James, can you update? It gives you another opportunity to smack Kingy about, too. So if you could see, send a follow-up, why do players run out when they want distance? Is that a control thing or a power thing? Um, he's also just at the put a footnote. As a technicality, I'm waiting for the dean to sign my documents, so I don't currently have it, but I should do by next week. He's talking about his PhD. Oh, yeah, sure. Thanks, James. No, I appreciate it, James. It was James. very fucking informative. Yeah, it was good. He's our doc. Yeah.
1: We've gone to our doc on the sidelines. Yeah,
0: Dr. Peter, yeah. Peter Larkins. Yeah,
1: except that he's a <laughs> PhD. <laughs>
0: yeah, right. He's not actually a medical yeah. doctor. Right.
1: Let's go to our doc on the sidelines. <laughs> he's our PhD in biomechanics. Uh, guys, I told you I'm a love doctor.
0: It's my <laughs> DJ name. I'm not actually a real doctor.
1: Let's go down to Richard Mercer on the sidelines. The Love Doctor's in. Let's go down to the Fremantle Doctor.
0: Uh, guys, on. that's
1: wind. I yeah, actually can't hold a microphone. Yeah, that's there. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, guys. It's just a
0: name for a breeze that comes in in
1: the afternoons.
0: So tell me, how does it feel, Will? Like, I, it's been a long time since my team has won a final. What's the, what's the day like the day after? How many, how many times have you gone back and watched the highlights? Uh,
1: I've watched a lot of the highlights today uh, because I was working last night, which was actually really good. Because I, because I couldn't make it to Western Australia for the game, um, and uh, it meant that I, but the, so I didn't see any of the first half live, which was perfect, because I just don't think I could have handled it. You know what it's like. I just we were there last year together fir- that for that same game
0: when we, they were missing all those shots on goal. Yeah. The ghost of George Dunekian rose up behind me and was like, you can't do that in the final.
1: It was one of those things where I was just like, ah, oh, fuck, this is just going to be last year all over again. You know, we'll have a real crack at it, but we won't win. And I like, I just didn't, I just didn't want to put myself through it. And then, so the show I was doing, the dollop, uh, finished at about half time. And by then it was the right sort of margin you want going into half time. One, you still could have lost it, mm. but. Enough that you were like, "All right, this looks like you know it's going in the right direction." Yeah, I kind
0: of felt like the Eagles were still a chance at halftime. Oh, definitely. I mean, even Look at like,
1: three quarter time,
0: because like, no, well, I think I think I think well for the fa- pretty good.
1: for the people who like you know, if you're for a team like the Bulldogs, you know, you just do that sort of yeah. thing of going ten
0: goals up is right, enough.
1: and they're the Eagles at home. If they just suddenly got like you know they're a running. bit of momentum and that crowd, yeah, you know, however many of them were left, got on their
0: side. Now, I mean, a lot of them left. Not like a lot of them left. Not too. uh, I'm not going to. Don't like. We don't like dumping on players on this show, and they're all much braver and much tougher than than I am. They've all played more games of AFL than both of us, even Zach Dawson. But (laughs) there was a moment in the last quarter, Jack Darling, yeah, running to a contest, and he's a tough player. No, he's a tough player,
1: no doubt. And things on the footy field sometimes look worse than what they actually are. You can be. But yeah, that wasn't it a great moment. He great... will not. He will not enjoy. Look, no, no. Don't no. just don't watch it back, Jack.
0: But yeah, it, part of me is like maybe he got called out of it. Like maybe you know it was just he misheard. Like he thought he was being called out of it, but it kind of looked like right. He thought he was going to get smacked, and so he pulled up.
1: Right. I mean, we didn't, didn't want to fucking, you know, ruin Mad Monday. Yeah. Like, he's like, well, you know, most, our season's over.
0: I might as well be fit for Mad Monday. <laughs> I mean, look, I'm not going to say it's indicative of the way the Eagles played, but comparatively to the Bulldogs... Bruce, FIFA, Bruce, FIFA, Bruce free, free Football. Footy. Well, it's just the Bulldogs were kamikaze. Like, yeah. just look at those highlights, and how many fucking times would there be two or three dogs around a pack, and it was your turn to go, you just went. Yeah. Like, it was... It was it was madness. They would just throw themselves into those packs headfirst, and it didn't matter which player you were. You'd have Boyd do it. You'd have Daniel do it. It was like if it was your turn to go, you just went.
1: I mean, it's the thing that I have
0: worried about all
1: season is that. They do play like that and it's relentless. And I had two fears about it. One was that we'd run out of puff because we played like that all season, that we just, you know, it's not a sustainable game, game style. Because I think it is a final game style of footy, but. And you've got a lot of
0: young players who are playing a very physical brand of football. Right. Well,
1: I think that's part. And the other fear that I had is maybe this is why we've had so many injuries because the style of football we play is you know, is contested football, heavily mm. contested football, you know. Mm. Like, it's amazing what the Bulldogs team of this year is compared to what we thought the Bulldogs team of this year was going to be. Like, remember after that first round, and, like, the kind of miss about the Bulldogs last year was, oh, they play, like, you know, and, you know fast running, always forward, yeah. they're heavy scoring, but they don't have great defence, whereas we've gone to the opposite, where we're, like, a massive defensive unit who can't quite necessarily 100 sk- kick 100 points. But it's been a, but that's finals football. Like yeah. that'll win you some
0: finals. That's fucking Ross Lyons teams for the past 10 years have been and teams like that.
1: they're hard at it and they throw themselves into it. And if one goes down, another one steps up. So yeah, it's been, it, it was, a, I watched a lot of highlights. That was pretty exciting. Um, and then I got to do that sort of thing of like, you know, when you eagerly like gobble I'd up the, gobble up any media, yeah, yeah. anything that's written. Yeah. Uh, Players on doing radio. ah, uh, highlight I mean, I've watched Bevo's
0: press conference twice.
1: <laughs> I watched Adam Simpson's press conference. <laughs> did just <you>? yeah yeah
0: <laughs> yes I, that did was fun. You, so did you see the they when they did the pregame uh, uh, stuff on Foxtel, they um did this whole thing of interviewing Bont and you know Bont saying Bevo you know has told us that you know anything is possible yeah believe in ourselves and there's then, no there's no lid on where we can go this season yeah. Charlie and so then uh, they cut back to the studio with uh, Kingy and Jared and they have a still up and it's Bevo talking to players at halftime like and they're sitting against the wall and written on the wall behind them was anything's possible and I'm like oh fuck wow that's great you know like they've got that to remind them the club turns out no Foxtel had like photoshopped that in but. They should fucking write that on the wall because it looked awesome, right? <laughs> it was totally... It's, it's true, though. Like, I mean, it, it, the, the players must believe now. I mean, maybe they believe before the game, but, you know, taken... That is such a hostile crowd. Like, it, like you say, you can get to three-quarter time and be leading and you still don't know what's going to happen because that crowd is so terrifying. And once the other team gets a run on, they come into the game. But to fucking like have them hold them at bay with one hand while just smashing the team at the other—it's like, you know, that's that's what you build your fucking legacy on. Games like that—you've just got to just to keep winning now. Yeah. Well, I mean, you know, it's it, I, that, and I don't mean this year. I mean, but I, even if this is your but,
1: but there is an element, and again, we, we you know we finished seventh, and traditionally what happens is you know the like, like come out of the blocks right. in the elimination finals, but lose a semi. The Thursday's good for us. Like this, you know, the fact that we played on the Thursday is now really great for us because it gives us that extra day to recover, you know, from coming back from Perth, which is fantastic. Mm. The fact that we had the buy to get people right, and you'll the take fact...
0: on either the Cats or the Hawks, right? and uh,
1: and I was my mate Howie Mark Howard, uh, he has a brand new podcast too called the Howie Games, which he is brilliant. He did this interview with Adam Gilchrist, which is so so good. But um, he was messaging me this morning. He's a Hawks fan. And I said you ask me about socks in <laughs> the <strategy> cricket team. <laughs> I should I should I should think, could you just ask everyone you have on what their sock policy is? By the way, I was thinking about this at Gruen the other day because I'm putting on my suit for the show, and I realised the ABC provides me with socks uh. every week for the show, and they're different
0: socks every week, so they're not my socks. Oh like, yeah, you're wearing you're wearing bloody uh, Tony, Tony Jones's socks. socks
1: or B 2s socks. Well, not
0: not Adam Hills though, because only B one, right? Oh, oh, what do you
1: mean? Oh. I mean, I think he still puts a sock over his fake foot. Oh, I guess. I, I mean, All I, right, I th- that's anyway. gate two. That's right. <laughs> We don't have enough time for investigative journalism into that. Um, uh, sorry, what was I saying? Um, Gilchrist, Howard. Oh, um, I was messaging Howie and I was saying, you know, I really hope that tonight basically, because it's going to rain in Melbourne. And ordinarily, for Hawthorne Geelong, I'd be like going Who to... Who Howie uh, go for? Hawthorne. Right. And uh, so I... I was like, ah, oh, for Hawthorne Geelong, you want it to be like a beautiful day so you can just see yeah. high school football? Yeah. And I said to him, I said, just I hope, smash it, up I hope that like Noah has the rock up out the front loading animals on two by two and they smash it, smash each other into the mud and they get mud poisoning or Zika <laughs> or Ross River virus or whatever. Yeah, just it's one, each other it's just one of those ones where you just want, you want them to, like whoever who'd, we get next week to be limping. would you rather face? Well, okay. I've got two angles on this, I think. One is, I think, that I predicted at the start of the season that, you know, this would be the reverse, the curse. Yeah. And it's still on track. Because technically, if Hawthorne win, we can still play them in the grand final, I believe. So... For The poetry of me being able to make the best call ever in the history of I did Lemo's radio show this morning to talk about the Bulldogs because <laughs> you weren't even booked to come on
0: when the, I wasn't. <laughs> like I, I really? wasn't
1: literally, I was like, <laughs> I was doing media this morning on behalf of the Bulldogs. I don't know how they felt about that, but I, <laughs> I was doing the media rounds this morning. <laughs> <laughs> and they were playing when I went on their show earlier in the year and I said that it, it was the year of the reverse the curse and that it was you know still possible that it would happen. And I do love the majesty of that. But here's what I would honestly say. I think Geelong are the team that we can't beat. Right. I, we just we just don't match up very well against Geelong. And I think we can beat Hawthorne. I think, you know, with our legs and the the speed of A our finals, team.
0: finals, Hawthorne though.
1: Well, I mean, you've got to beat them at some stage, right? And if you're going to win it, you've got to beat them, right? Yeah. I reckon Hawthorne are beatable. I just think the Geelong matchup really, like, they're a hard matchup against us, Geelong. But, yeah. but you know, at this point of the season, you've just got to beat everyone. Yeah,
0: like, it doesn't matter. There's
1: no idea, you know, I mean, because then you start thinking about the other side of the draw. Like, do you want to get
0: GWS? Do you want to get Sydney? Like, I mean... You'd prefer to get Sydney, right?
1: I don't know. I mean, they're all good teams now.
0: Yeah, but you beat Sydney. Did you beat GWS? Uh,
1: maybe once we lost up there by a lot. Well, maybe not. I don't know. I can't even remember. Yeah. But um, oh, look, they're all good teams now. You know, there's like so you just t- got to beat so them all
0: to make the grand funnel. You will most likely have to play two interstate games, right? Okay, so well, all right.
1: So next week we'll play in Melbourne. Yeah, and if you win against, then, and so if we won that, then you then play are playing
0: someone from either Sydney or GWS, right? Yeah, I guess
1: so. No, hang on. So yeah, Hawthorne, Geelong, Sydney, GWS. Yeah. yeah. But who would they be? Playing? They'd be playing the Football. winner, the winner of North and uh, Adelaide.
0: Oh, so you might, yeah. So, so high chance you could play two away finals. Yeah,
1: I guess that, that is right. Yeah, the Grand
0: Final. All right. Well, we can win finals away from home now. Fuck man. It's, as, a, as a guy back to a team who couldn't win a game interstate, it was fucking impressive. And it's just, uh, it's just, it's just Campbell Brown said he's going to buy a Bulldogs membership next year. Did you oh, know I that? I mean,
1: I saw that and I was just yeah. happy that Campbell Brown still has that sort of spending money. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad. No, I mean, they play well, the way. Well, he's wh-
0: the Brown Dog. It makes sense. He's going get a Dogs uh, membership. They play the way you want them to play. But do we need cloak? No. Nah.
1: I don't think so don't either, think but something. it
0: feels like we're going to get him. Uh, is and I don't know up if I feel about that. As well?
1: Yeah, for most, and I, I get the idea of what they're saying is like maybe you put him down there playing that red pass role and whatever. But but you're not going. Feels sn- like a step backwards to me. Yeah,
0: and I don't think you're going to snatch one with him. You know what I mean? Like I don't think there's enough of an upside to hold back the development of another player, unless you're unless unless it's they don't have faith in um, uh, uh, Boyd and uh, uh, Roughhead. Next year, I don't know why you would go to Cloak, and I don't think the the Cloak's playing style suits.
1: I just don't see it either (laughs) anymore. Well,
0: that's I mean, but that's kind of the point,
1: right? I mean, obviously they they know more about football than I do, and you you know they've done a lot of great things, so it's hard to not trust them. But it's just one of those things where, as a fan. You get it the, it be, does not excite me at all. It, it, it
0: scares me a little it bit. It feels like a North Gamble and we know what happened
1: there. It just feels like one of those things where you're going, is the upside good enough that I mean, I guess if we get him for nothing or for next to nothing, yeah. then but
0: You know. And
1: think about like
0: how the way the over will light up when big Trav's around. Maybe they're getting him for the VFL too. Yeah. Maybe they want a, a marquee signing for the VFL too. So he still has a contract uh, uh, like a year go on his contract at Collingwood, right? So yeah. So they're going to have to pay it out a bit. Well, I mean, if that's the thing. I mean, we cannot be paying
1: $500,000 a year for, for Cloak. I mean, that would just be ridiculous. Insane. I mean, firstly, we I don't think we have that money. But secondly, that would just be
0: paying way over. I so. mean, I
1: and I think members would be outraged by that, despite yeah. everything Kid that's memory? gone no, on. I think he'd be okay with it. Yeah, no. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, he has firm opinions on what Cloak <laughs> should get paid. It's weird. He keeps bringing it up all the time.
0: Members. <laughs> 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 um, yeah, I, I don't think you need it. I, th- I mean, I think if anything today, this, what the, the game last night proved is that you don't, you're doing your own thing. Like, you didn't have four of your, you know, potential starting uh, lineup. You fucking blew a team off the park. You had a good mix of inside and outside, talls and smalls. Like, you don't, it's not like you're crying out. If you're crying out for a full forward, but you played well without, like, a real key target. I mean, that's the other thing. Ponton Pelly. Like, if you, Need a forward target, just fucking play him forward permanently for half a year. See what happens then. Like, I And like, and awesome. the other
1: thing is that Stringer, hopefully, you know, is going to get better oh, by again. By the way,
0: can we say, Stringer, who, you know, didn't really do much last Didn't have a night,
1: great match. But
0: then just fucking, well, bomb one from 50 on the boundary line, no problem. Like, Late package delivery. You know what? I just thought it was worth it. They had good inclusion just for that moment because it's just... They got around him too, though. Yeah. Like, you could tell the boys. He actually was doing a lot, of, know, he was doing a lot of good stuff in terms of pressure in the forward. He just couldn't get that clear space. But when he got the ball, he looked dangerous. There's and a couple he, of yeah. times and he's still he, one of
1: those people that you like... He almost
0: kicked goal of the year. Do you know? X-factor. Did you, did you see there was one in the first quarter that he missed where he was hard up against the boundary line, took on like three players and kicked a wrong foot and dribbled towards a goal and it slammed into the, the goal. I didn't the say that yet, no. It like got brushed over, but it could have been fucking goal of the year. Like it was incredible. And just the psychological fact... Uh, if you're a Eagles defender, knowing that you've got a guy roaming around who could do anything, that's enough. Like, he's taking one of your good defenders. And
1: we've got Cramery back next year as well. I just don't know where the place for Cloak is in the team. No, you don't. It's think. so weird that everyone keeps going, I oh, know, he's definitely going to the Bulldogs and he wants to go to the Bulldogs and it seems like it's going to happen. And I just, like, I'm racking my brain and I just don't understand why anyone thinks it's a good idea. Yeah, no, I don't. I mean, you know, if clucky is listening to that and you end up at the Bulldogs, you know, I'll jump on board, mate. Don't
0: worry. But I think he should go to Carlton just so he can get the headline cloak and bagger. You <laughs> should go to Richmond. Why? You should go and co- coach oh. Richmond. <laughs>
1: oh, by the way, playing
0: coach at Richmond. How fucking that would be so rich- Sorry, Richmondy. Yeah.
1: How fucking Richmondy was Richmond's end of the season? By yeah. the way, we haven't had the a blood- chance the to blood- talk the about. It. Coup. But then the bloodless coup, the coolest coup. As it has seemed to be, because that's, never have I seen a more Richmondy fucking board spill yeah, by these the groups. Most, the most tentative
0: fucking, like, a, a seizing of power. It wasn't, like,
1: I mean, yeah. just guys. Oh,
0: we're gonna, we're gonna, <sighs> we're gonna overturn it. Maybe not. Uh, maybe maybe we'll, 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 no, we are not We'll tell them what to, oh, we can't do that? Okay, yeah. Um, <laughs> we haven't really thought this through. Yeah, it's, um, We, we want to focus on footy. Except we're not going to change the coach. Part of me kind of feels like we have actualized this Richmond, because we joked at the start of the year about, you know, the kind of team Richmond are all flaky and stuff. Right. But never in my recent memory have they been more Richmondier than this year. It was kind of like they were doing it to help our show out, to give us content or something. Well, you know, the interesting
1: thing, Charlie, is that apparently uh, it's a perception. As somebody who wrote to me, uh, uh, I will read this to you. Here we go. Uh, dear Will, I'm a huge fan of Two Guys, One Cup, and as a Richmond supporter, have been following hashtag Richmondy on Twitter. <laughs> it feels like everything that happens to the club has been called Richmondy on Twitter now, yeah. so I was trying to figure out exactly what Richmondy is. So I did some number crunching Oh wow! using the fantastic AFLtables.com and found something unexpected. When you look at the correlation between the difference in ladder position at the start of the round as a predictor of score difference i.e. when a team plays a team much higher, they they, they lose by more and vice versa. Mm. Richmond are an outlier. Oh, wow. In that their results are highly predictable by relative ladder position. That's amazing. That is, they beat teams they're well above by more than teams they're just only... uh, Sorry, that, that is, they beat teams they're well above by more than teams they're only just above and get flogged by teams... Uh, that are way above them, on average. Okay. Uh, the only team that showed this trend more strongly was Western Bulldogs. For most teams, ladder position isn't a particularly predictive of the margin across the season. Uh, maybe the ultimate Richmondy act is to seem unpredictable, but are actually somewhat consistent performers. <laughs> <laughs> of course, this only looks at the scoreline and not the moment-by-moment moment. Richmond is- Yeah. Uh, Richo doing the first ever hands in the back in you know, 07 to lose the game, our second half against Geelong, etc., etc.
0: <laughs> Richo was the first player to get hands in the back. Yep. Wow. <laughs> that's amazing. I didn't know that. So that's interesting. It is, so Richmondy, it is quite Richmondy, actually, to be quite consistent, to yep. be perceived as flaky. Well, they're
1: consistently Richmondy. That's yeah. the thing about them.
0: Um, yeah, so, uh, Dusty Martin took out their best and fairest. Yeah. Last night. Just to yeah. Rance, one vote. Yeah, which, uh.
1: Seems about right because they're their only two good players this year.
0: What do you reckon on Dusty for the Brown, though?
1: Ah, yeah, he's got to be a chance, I would have thought. he's
0: such a standout. Like, he, in a team that didn't win many games. Is well, he... and particularly
1: because the other best player is Rance, who's a backman who, tr- backmen traditionally don't get the votes that they should. Yeah. Um, I think, so. I mean, Dangerfield's, I mean, it's one of those things where you kind of like, well, Well, danger's got it by a mile. Danger, you think's got it by a mile. Unless Selwood could definitely take some votes away from him, and they got some other good players. I think Bonz and will get a lot of votes just because he stands out in a team that has a lot of good players. But he like stands out when he plays well.
0: Yeah. Um. But but there's been a lot of good Bulldogs this year. Bont does adjust his hair a lot during a game. That yeah. is one thing I noticed last night. Good there's for the a lot umpires. of that's a good vote getter, mate. There's a the lot of tucker, tucking the hair behind the ears. Yeah, like a like a skater, like a mid '90s skater. Yeah, mate, tucking the hair behind the ears. It's like bon, just get a headband.
1: Nah. No. doesn't he wear a headband sometimes? Yeah, he does sometimes. Yeah, sometimes
0: he just tuck. Like David Strooper. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> there's an obscure reference for you. Look that up.
1: Um He. Uh... I think he will go very well, but yeah, Martin's got to be a, a decent crack out of you. I think they, I just don't think they will have won enough games. No. Like in the last yeah, few no, in the last few years, what you tend to find is that it's those players at the kind of the top ish clubs because you've still got to win a bunch of games. Yeah. You, you look at Sydney, you think they've got too many good players,
0: mm.
1: you know, to kind of for any one of them to particularly perhaps win it. But Hennebury always pulls well, and yeah. you know, uh, you know, I don't know. Like it's it's a hard one this year, but you think that Dangerfield. Probably got to win it. But I reckon Ponte might be a bit of a smoky. I
0: think um, we'll. I think what we'll do uh, once uh, the season is over is we'll do a wrap of all the teams. We'll sort of work from yeah. the bottom of the ladder up. Uh, but just one more thing I'd like to say about <laughs> Richmond is the talk last week was that Jack would be traded out, maybe to Gold Coast. Yep. What do you think of that?
1: I mean, I, I'd like to see, for Jack's sake, Jack go and play somewhere else. Because I think that Jack's been... I mean, he's the other one who's actually been all right. But I think that team and the way they play has just worn him down. Mm. I think you, He looked you, a bit like a, a shell of a player this year. don't you think? He's he's one of those guys, I reckon, maybe... I mean, Gold Coast, maybe... Because you can only
0: give so much passion right. and emotion. It's like being in an abusive relationship, you know? Like, right. you give everything and just get fucking knocked on your ass. Eventually, you're going to start looking for other people, right? And I think
1: that's... Like, Jack... I reckon Jack, you know, say at the Gold Coast, say if you if went to the Gold Coast, you're yeah, playing alongside Lynch where, like, suddenly he doesn't have to be the gun gun.
0: Nope. He could... uh, he'd be the third tall and then next to two-meter Peter. Oh, of course. Yeah. I mean, that'd be fun for Jack, yeah. I imagine. Like, you know, just... And his family's part of his family. His cousins from Queensland, you know, he'd probably have family
1: up there. Oh, I just reckon he'd tear the Gold Coast
0: apart, too. <laughs> you know what I mean? I just feel like he'd be one of those guys that really took He's, to the Gold might Coast. might be too light-skinned, I reckon, don't you think? Got a bit, got a bit of, of uh, redhead. Yeah, that up, is a good he? point. Actually, maybe yeah, the, the conditions sand. don't suit. Although two metre Peter is also a redhead.
1: Yeah, and he's closer to the sun. <laughs> <so. laughs> That That is what Jack would have to do on sunny days. You just have to stand, stand in, the in the shadow the... <laughs> of two-metre Peter. Hang on, is he tagging his own player? That... Oh, it's really hot and sunny yeah. out today. That's but... how they
0: sell it to him. Jack, you just going to spend the whole season in the forward pocket. No. If it gets too sunny, just stand behind two-metre.
1: Yeah, you'll literally be in the shadows of other players, <laughs> but you'll like it. And then you can just duck out
0: of the shadow. I guess it depends on... um. I get, uh, who the who the Tigers would get back. Like to let go of Jack, you'd want a Jaeger O'Meara, don't you think? I mean, yep. with that, I don't know if that's been discussed, but that would seem like a fairly equitable trade. Well, Prestia's is going to go there, right? Like, I mean, that's what he
1: wants to do. Prestia wants right, to go so to Richmond. So
0: maybe it's Prestia. So maybe it's a straight swap.
1: Yeah.
0: I don't know. I don't know enough about Prestia to know if that sounds like an equal swap. Or would, I mean, I, I, the Suns want more because yeah, Prestia's younger. Well, the other thing that the Suns have. Is that it would be a real insult to trade out Jack and add, add a set of steak knives because that would suggest he's not high value. He, you know, he, needs, a, he needs a bonus, a top-up. I mean, I would have thought that's pretty, you'd be pretty happy with a straight swap. I don't know. Is, is Jack Crestier only like 23 or
1: 23? Yeah, months? and he's he like, has potential to be. I mean, you know the one that I think has given everyone real hope is Trelaw. Yeah. You've got to look at the season that Trelaw had and also just the kind of, oh, I'm really impressed by Trelaw. Not just the way he plays, but the way that he speaks, the, the kind of candid nature of like mm. the way that he talks about football and like very intelligent the way he thinks about it and stuff. I reckon Collingwood really have done well out of that. Yeah, despite mm. the fact that they've ended up giving up quite a lot. I think they've really got something. And I think if Richmond could get themselves a Trelaw, if Prestier is that person or mm. if uh, O'Meara is
0: that person or
1: whoever it is, then yeah. yeah.
0: Well, there's two GWS players that are uncontracted, Marchbank and Steele. Steele's a midfielder, Marchbank's a defender. Actually,
1: they're my lawyers, Marchbank and Steele.
0: <laughs> so... But um, Jack Steele, I think the Saints are looking at, and he apparently, he's that he's that exactly, that kind of mid we need. I mean, fucking GWS reached down the back of the couch. They've got like right. six fucking midfielders who can kick it on both sides of the body, blah, blah, blah. But I, I think that this... This could be a good period the next two or three years for teams around the middle of the table just to kind of cherry pick and top up from. Gold Coast and GWS?
1: I mean, I think this is the time. And this, I guess, was always what eventually was meant to happen in some ways, is they get the pick of all these people, but you can't hang on to them all. Mm. Like, eventually, A, you've got to turn over your list regularly, you know, because the Mm. AFL make you. But, B, there's a whole bunch of these young guns who are, like, you know, playing in the seconds and want to go to another club and get an opportunity. Mm. Or people who just, you know, want to leave and go somewhere else for more money or more opportunity.
0: Yeah. Did you see Gil McLaughlin on, on the couch on Monday? Yeah, I did. He's a he's a charming man. I like Gil. He, yeah. He has a lot of power about him. But uh I like I like when they're asking him about the Women's League and how he's saying like, you know, we're very excited about where this can go. We have to like plant its feet on the ground first and see what happens. But I don't know. There's something about him that he looks like he should be a con- complete conservative, but I think he's actually got quite a progressive mind when it comes to the, what he wants to do at the AFL.
1: The women's one is – and we probably don't have time to go fully into no. it today. Because, um, But maybe what we should try to do, because we've been like, – and it's been my fault mostly. I've been really, really busy. But um, – uh, if we can, perhaps you know, we'll get we'll get another one in you know early next week, and we can cover off some of the things we missed this week. Yeah, but I wouldn't mind talking about the, the women's game a little bit more and what they're getting paid and all those sort of things because I think there is a like complex and interesting discussion around it. Like because I understand the point they're making. I mean, I think in some ways it's great they're going to invest so much in you know, women's football and those sort of things. But I, I must admit I also have some sympathy with the idea that they're. At the moment, the initial you know, kind of proposal of what they're going to pay them, to me, seems light on. But I feel like that's a longer discussion yeah. that we don't have time to get well, into right now. Well, let's
0: just quickly so. uh, check off the last uh, three games, uh, three finals for this week. Uh, tonight, obviously, is the Cats taking on the Hawks at the uh, M- MCG. What do you think? <sighs> it's, oh, it's hard, isn't it? Cats and the Hawks. Cats and the Hawks. It's just Any it, it, flip a coin. Um I kind of feel like Hawthorne could lose this and win next week. Right. That seems like what they would do a bit of a rope a dope.
1: Okay. Well, uh, let, I hope that doesn't happen.
0: <laughs> yeah, I'm going to pick the cats in this game.
1: Yeah. I, I mean, my my great hope with this is that we're seeing the end of Hawthorne in the way that, yeah, and it happens really suddenly. You know, and then it just goes. And so Hawthorne lose tonight and then they lose to us next week. And that's the end of Hawthorne, you know. I don't think
0: that'll happen. I think, (sighs) I know. Yeah, I think if you get a wounded Hawthorne, it could be.
1: But it's also hard to imagine Geelong losing two weeks in a row. That's the problem. I'm trying to imagine.
0: I I disagree. I reckon if Geelong lose tonight, they'll go out in straight sets. I reckon you'll beat them next week. All
1: right. Well, in that that case, I'm picking Hawthorne.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Keeping alive the reverse of the curse. Um... And I'll take my dad to the game next weekend. At Ainsley Stadium, the Swans take on Crosstown Rivals, the Giants.
1: This is like a
0: hard, hard game to pick. hard game to pick. And apparently they've sold a shit ton of tickets. I've got it's mates. N- who, nearly sold out. Yeah, who have tried to get to this. They, I think they sold out like in the first day or something. Or 50,000 seats were sold in the first day or something. Yeah, a couple of days ago it's there was amazing. only 16,000
1: tickets left I'm for only, the whole thing.
0: I mean, I've, I've heard, because a lot of my friends are Swan supporters, and apparently it is quite a corporatized event. A lot of those seats are... Uh-huh you know, AFL clients sure. or whatever. But who gives a fuck? Like, that is great for the expansion of the game, is that two New South Wales teams sell out ANZ Stadium. When was the last time ANZ got sold
1: out? Right. And the other thing is, it's going to be a set... Like, you're going to have a Sydney game again next week, regardless. Yeah. I um, mean, the AFL will be wrapped. Um, and it's going to just be an amazing game. It's the game you want to see. Yeah. yeah so. And I don't know who's going to win it. I'm going to say Sydney, just because... They're Sydney and they win stuff, but I could easily say... If GWS beats Sydney, GWS
0: can win the grand final. I'm going to say Sydney and that's my luck of the week. Junior did not enjoy your luck of the week. No, sorry, mate. You knew the podcast. Uh, The final game is Adelaide taking on North. Adelaide. 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 With no no, no examination. And that's my... (laughs) (laughs) Luck of the week. (laughs) It was uh, (laughs) just quickly on North, like... Oh, no. Should we talk about it next time? Yeah, let's talk about it next okay, time because yeah, I've go. got to go
1: to work, and we just tried to squeeze this one in just because we yeah. should. But there's a whole bunch of other things that you know from the last couple of weeks that it'd be good to talk about next time. But yeah. we'll uh, we'll be able to talk about what the results of what happened on the weekend, plus uh, a whole bunch of other stuff.
0: Yeah, so, so we'll just quickly get out of here, and I'll say, "Play on, not, oh, play on not 15. Yeah, that's my. first. since I've done it.
1: Oh, now I oh, fuck it's... up the start, and you <laughs> fuck up the end. That's how we do it. Play on, not fifteen. Well. We
0: are two guys,
1: one card.